0: Hey, guys, real quick break. Wanted to tell you about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place. The cool thing is it's actually for free, which you can use right from your phone, your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll also distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard everywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. Easily make money from your podcast. No minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Quick shout out guys to our sponsors, Anglesey Family Chiropractic, they're in Coeur d'Alene, they're in Spokane Valley. Dr. Craig Anglesey, I've known this dude for 30 plus years. He's an amazing family man, awesome chiropractor, will get you feeling great, go check him out. I also wanna give a shout out to the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. Look, listening to this show is like sitting around a campfire with your best friends. The talk is real, the humor is natural, and personal growth is sparked by authenticity. Go check him out. Reds Podcast, Life Unfiltered. Christina, your wife, mom, grief coach, photographer, author, tons more. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
1: I am excited to be here, Eric. Thank you. Uh,
0: absolutely. I'd like to start off from kind of going back to the beginning. Where, where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you?
1: <laughs> um, so originally, I am from South Carolina, and uh, we grew up about 30 minutes away from where they hold the Masters Golf Tournament. Oh, okay. And yeah. So um, I'm only child and uh, I went to school right after uh, graduating from high school. I went to college, uh, graduated with the communications and theater uh, BA, and uh, became a teacher later.
0: <laughs> okay, sure.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of things.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you and I previously spoke about our shared faith. How did you come to know the Lord?
1: I just i grew up in a christian household you know my um my dad didn't really go to church too much when i was little but my mom and i always did we went with my grandmother um i was involved in the youth group a lot but you know my faith has definitely changed as i've gotten older gone through different rites of passages
0: sure and i wanted to get into your story because i think it's very powerful Uh, you have six kiddos your youngest daughter was diagnosed with trisomy 18 which is considered incompatible with life Uh, can you please share your story
1: sure so um first my husband and i uh we were both married previously. So he brought in two children, um, from his first marriage who are older. And then he and I had four of our own. Um, our fourth child is, uh, her name is Isabella and she is a little girl she was a little girl and, uh, she was diagnosed in utero with trisomy 18. And yes, they did tell us that it was incompatible with life. In fact, uh, they told us that she would not probably be born alive. Uh, going wow. back into the OR to deliver her, um, the neonatologist told me that she probably would not be born alive. Mm. However, she, she was born alive. We stayed in the NICU for five and a half uh, months, and then we were able to bring her home for about five months before she passed away in
0: wow. December of 2016. Wow. Yeah. So sorry for that. What was your reaction or what was, what was your husband and your other children? Like how did they deal with that loss as well?
1: Um, well, I mean, if you, you can expect any mom as, uh, it's just like you said, it's nothing that you want to go through losing your child before you go yourself. Um, it's funny that you asked my husband and I actually have a little different ways of grieving. And for the first probably two years, I, I actually resented him because of the way that he grieved. And, mm. um, you know, even knowing what I know about grief, uh, writing my book, being a grief coach, uh, I just still, it was a personal thing, yeah. you know? And um, it made me feel like he didn't love her as much as I did. And finally, we had a conversation And I realized it wasn't about the fact that he didn't love her, but he felt like he had to be strong for me Mm. and uh, because I was falling apart. You know, I I would just cry at the drop of a hat and I couldn't make any sense of why um, something would be happening and and why uh, my prayers had not been answered because I prayed for her life. Um, and so we eventually talked and we worked things out and, and, you know, I have peace about it. And the only thing I can say is that peace is a peace from God, um, because I certainly don't understand it. Now, my kids, um, are a little bit of a different story. My son, my oldest son between the two of us was five at the time. And he was the only one who had, um, really had a lot of interaction with her. She was, um, Mm. medically compromised. So I didn't let many people you know, touch her other than her nurses. Um, and he had held her and he came in and hung out with the nurses while they were at home. And so he had a little bit more um, going on with that. And I was really concerned, but, you know, we just talk very openly about mm. it. I have never been one to sugarcoat things or um, color coat things with my kids anyways. I mean, we just were very frank about things. And um, then our daughter who is five now has just recently started missing her sister. She was only two when she passed away, but she's now realizing that, um, you know, she would be sharing a room with her. They would be playing together. They would be dressing up together. And this was something that, you know, I knew I missed from the beginning, but didn't realize that she was gonna miss it. So it was just, you know, grief gives you things that you didn't expect. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Right. Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, you wrote this book uh, called Life After Losing a Loved One, How to Turn Grief into Hope, Strength and Purpose. Uh, It was written two years after your daughter had passed. Uh, Why did you decide to write this book?
1: Um, Well, I am a type A personality, and I guess my way of coping was to jump into all the things. So um, I mentioned she passed in 2016, December, but uh, I decided to start a blog in January of 2017. Okay. thinking I, I really don't know what I was thinking I guess I thought somehow I would go back to work <laughs> you know <Okay. laughs> I was start, start being you know bringing in money or something but what it really turned out to be was uh, a way for me to cope for me to write my feelings out and express that grief and uh, then somebody said well you should you should write a book and so I don't know it'll just last May in 2019 I just You know, well, it was before May that I started writing it, but I launched it in May and I said, well, you know what? Maybe I should put all this in there because people go through grief and it's not talked about enough. You know, it is something where people feel like they have to hide from it sometimes and that nobody wants to know. Nobody cares. Everybody feels like you should go back to your business and just stop talking about it. And it's just, it's one of those lies that grief brings in, you know, after after Isabella passed away about two well, months or two months later, I even felt like I couldn't talk to people. Like they were tired
0: mm-hmm. of
1: me um, mentioning her name. And that's just not true. Yeah. You know?
0: Wow. Well, well, you're a grief coach, uh, you know, where you do individual coaching, you do group coaching, you do photography sessions. Uh, what can folks expect to to get when they work with you during those sessions?
1: Uh, well, they're, they're separate things. I work with people in groups and I work with people one-on-one. Um, and then I have the podcast. So there are a lot of different things, you know, I try to provide resources for people so that if I cannot help them or they don't resonate with me, that there's somebody that they can resonate with. But during the session, we really just address the grief, mm-hmm. um, and, and really the feelings, the emotions that come with whatever it is that they are, um, dealing with that in the moment you know what they haven't dealt with you know um it can be one year out or it can be 10 years out and you know we we try to process that grief and feel good about it and, and really try to understand that you can live your life after you've lost somebody you can experience joy and that doesn't mean that you're forgetting your loved one it doesn't mean that uh you're disrespecting their memory, mm. you know, uh, in fact, it's healthy thing. And God does want us to enjoy life here on earth.
0: Yeah. And you just touched base on your podcast. It's called
1: faith, faith breathe Hope.
0: What's that show about? I had the opportunity to be able to talk with you on that show recently. It was amazing. Thank you. But i um, just for folks who don't know, what, what's your show based off of it? What's that all about?
1: Um, well, so I'm, I thought that I wanted to start a podcast about grief. Cause like I said, there's so many people that are hurting, and they don't know that they can talk about it and they don't know that other people are hurting as well mm-hmm. so I had wanted to bring those kind of feelings to the forefront front to make people understand that they could talk about things um, but then what happened was that it turned into something that was not just about grief from the loss of a loved one you know as far as death is concerned it ended up being that hey we all grieve. The Bible tells us that we're going to have these circumstances, even if we have given our life to the Lord and we are Christians, that does not protect us from, um, not ever experiencing anything. In fact, you know, God is pretty blunt and he says, you are going to have these trials, but I think, you know, the, the big deal is that we have to learn to trust God. And so yeah. it is a Christian podcast And I want to be able to share stories of hope and perseverance and say, Hey, you know what? I went through this and it didn't kill me. And this is my perspective and this is what I've learned. And we never want to say, Hey, I'm going to learn something in the middle of our grief because we don't want to go through it. It's painful. Yeah. The truth is, is that those are moments where we learn a lot. And even Solomon in the Bible says that, we gain wisdom from mourning.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, for those who have lost a child or lost a loved one, what would you say to them? What what would you want them to know?
1: Um, I would want them to know that, A, you shouldn't compare grief, Um, you know, just because somebody else finds themselves in a different place after they've lost doesn't mean you have to be in that place at that time. So you shouldn't be hard on yourself. Um, You Know know that you will find joy. You know, it is work. You have to make a choice. Um, There are a lot of fighting words and grief. A lot of anger can be thrown around, but once you start facing it and once you, um, you know, especially if you're a Christian, you allow God to give you that peace. It truly is that peace that surpasses understanding because You know, I'm three and a half years out, and I still think to myself, you know, how in the world am I doing this? Because it's not me. It's not me. It's God. Because there's every part of my fleshly body that wants to scream and say, what happened? But because of that peace, I'm able to understand his promises more. And so I would just encourage people to say, hey, you don't have to be stuck in this place. You know, you can enjoy your life. You can live your life. Um, it doesn't mean that you're dishonoring anybody. And guess what? If you're a Christian and you know it, you get to see them in heaven. Again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Awesome. Tell me about Lily and Izzy B. This is a really cool thing uh, that you and your daughter are doing, right?
1: Okay. So yeah, first of all, um, I probably need to change it a little bit because it's Lily. Um, my daughter's name is Elise, but everybody thinks it's Lily. So. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's Lily and Izzy B. So, Isabella, um, my nickname for her was Izzy B. Okay. And um, my nickname for Elise, which is her five year old sister, uh, Isabella would have been for, is, um, is Lily. So, uh, you know, I told you before that Elise started having this trouble this year where she would start crying and she would say, I miss Isabella. You know, I want Isabella to come back. And, you know, as a mom, I said, well, what do we do? And so um, being an entrepreneur, I said, well, why don't we kind of create this passion project that maybe I can hand off to you later? You know, A, it's teaching my daughter to start something. It's teaching her to, you know, begin to create and carry it forward. But B, it's also helping her to cope. So we started this Bose for Isabella which is a passion project that we do, and it's not a strict project. I mean, it's not like we boom it out every you know, month or anything. But it's yeah. just something that when there's a parent that comes to me and says, "Hey, I have a story. I would like to, um, you know, be a part of this. We can share the story on uh, the website, and you know, we create these bows, and that's something that Elise can help with, and we mail them out, you know, for sisters and it's to honor that bond uh mm. between two sisters and that is because Elise least mrs isabella and uh we have a couple other projects coming up with with that too I think.
0: <laughs> very cool very cool yeah so i was gonna ask what other projects are you do you have coming up uh that folks can uh, be watching out for
1: well um one of the things that uh, elise and i have decided on is um well it's more me i'm gonna I think I'm going to write uh, a children's book series where uh, it is for kids who are missing their siblings and know that they can use their imaginations to still, you know, go on adventures with them. So it's going to be Adventures of Lily and Izzy B. Wow. So we'll, we'll see.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> Very cool. I want to do a transition just to a uh, kind of a. I like to end my shows with some fun questions there. I've got these things called pod decks. They're super just random questions for us podcasters. And uh, I'm going to pull one out and hopefully it's not a flop and maybe we can have a fun <laughs> question here, course. Okay. But We'll see what it says. Okay. Uh, this one says Have you ever worn clothing with labels, tags still attached? Um, yes, in a oh.
1: fashion show. Oh, okay. In high school, I was part of a, a group where we did fashion shows. And so, yes, we did.
0: Very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a music guy, so I love to ask this question. What's a favorite type of music, or do you have a favorite band that you like?
1: Um, I love all music. I grew up as a dancer. So, okay. uh, there's probably not much that can come on where I don't say, oh, I I'd probably danced to this or I choreographed a dance to this, but um, at least much popular music. Um, I'm not a a huge fan of like heavy, heavy metal.
0: Sure.
1: Um, I love classical metal. I'm not classical metal, classical music, um, instrumental, and uh, actually classic rock.
0: (laughs) Cool. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Christina, it's such an honor to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It's truly unbelievable. And and you are changing lives with your book and everything that you got going on. So thank you so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Eric, for
0: having me. I really enjoyed well, what's it. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for watching this video today. I really appreciate it. If you could go and share this everywhere you can, leave us a review, leave us a rating, we would really appreciate it. That helps us get the word spread out about our podcast and about our show, and we can bring you amazing stories of the people that we bring on for the Bearded Biz and the Top Rated MMA Show. Thank you again. Have an awesome day.